Here we go on Eurofolk Radio, and here's the theme music. Well, it's funny that Reagan says in this present crisis, you know, he was speaking in the early 1980s. Well, that crisis has not abated at all. We're still facing the same crisis over and over again. The control of our economy by the perfidious Jew. And then every invented catastrophe and crisis that comes along, the vast majority of it is totally invented, like the global warming crisis, and uh, the energy crisis, it's all staged, all of it staged by the global banksters. So we have had nothing but one crisis after another since the 1980s, and actually since the beginning of the 20th century. We've had nothing but constant war, constant social chaos, uh, assault on the white race, never-ending assaults on the white race, and nothing has changed in the last 100 years. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Okay. Don't eat fat. Don't drink. Eat blood. <laughs> right. Yeah. Let's follow Yahweh's laws and we'll be okay. Oh, but that doesn't mean we're not going to have tribulation. Just because you're obeying Yahweh. Just think of the story of Job. He didn't do anything wrong. And look how much he had suffered. He lost his whole family. But ultimately, ultimately, he was rewarded by leaps and bounds. So that's the lesson. We are in this world to be tested. Sometimes the tests are more than we can bear or more than seems fair. But uh, nevertheless, we are being tested to see what kind of an overcomer we are. And that will never stop. That will not stop until the judgment day. But of course, none of us expected to bear the, uh, you know, the, the, the burdens that Job had. You know, I mean, uh, but there, there are, I'm sure there are people who have lost their whole family. For example, during World War II, the, uh, I think it was a family from Iowa, parents, all five of their sons joined the Navy, and that ship was sunk. They lost all five of their sons on that Navy ship. That is tribulation, total tribulation. And, uh, yeah, well, like they say, just make more. <laughs> have more babies. But uh, fortunately, the white race has been able to sustain itself because of a much higher population than with the Jews, okay? The Jews have always been a small population because they can't, they can't trust their secrets with the world, and they can't really trust their secrets with the rank-and-file Jews, the so-called lesser brethren. They have to... Uh, they have to keep that a closed society as much as they possibly can. Otherwise, too many Jews are blabbermouths and spill the beans. And they can't have that. And the Jews that do spill the beans, they wind up dead shortly after doing so. 
But let's get into today's subject, and this is, I'm not going to talk about the, the the Yahweh situation this week. I'm going to wait till next week because I'm determined to get the article done, and I want to share the article with everybody next week so they can follow along the argument and, and refine it a little bit. Okay, so, okay. All right, so let's let's get into this. Uh, the post is in the uh, it's the postponements.com and the article. Hold on, <laughs> this is <laughs> is Judaism the Old Testament religion? Now this is this is not an identity site. So it's very encouraging that non-identity people are beginning to wake up to what Judaism really is. I mean, the information about the Talmud and the, the Jewish denial of Jesus, I mean, it's everywhere. It's literally everywhere. But the pastors of the Judeo churches do not stress this, and they just tell their flock to ignore this. You know, the, the Jews are God's chosen people, and they'll eventually convert to Christianity. No, they will not, because they are not... Christian, they are not Israelites, and any anything pertaining to Israel does not apply to the Jews because they are not Israel. So again, this is called the Church of God in Truth, and the article is entitled "Judaism: Is It the Old Testament Religion?" Very good question. Now, the last few shows I've been doing uh, this, and uh, of course. Michael Sweet and I talked about this last Sunday on Bloodlines. Even Arnold Kennedy was flummoxed by the word Judaism. There was no such religion by that name in Old Testament times. It was not called Judaism. It is a word imposed upon the Bible by the perfidious Jew. And if you're going to be historically accurate, there was no such religion called Judaism. It's certainly not practiced by the people who call themselves Jews today. You have to be historically accurate, and you have to have the correct definitions of words to analyze the Bible. And very, very few people do this. The denominations don't bother. And the Jews, of course, they invented deceptions. So, Yahshua referred to it as the law and the prophets. The law and the prophets. That's the closest thing that we have to a name given to the Old Testament by Yahshua. I've always been calling it Mosaism because it's based on the Mosaic Law, which encapsulates the beliefs of the Israelites. Mosaism is the proper term for Old Testament religion. Judaism is a false term applied to the Old Testament by the Jews, by the Talmudic Jews. So, he starts out by quoting John 5, 46, 47. Quote, For had ye believed Moses, ye would have believed me. For he who wrote, for he wrote of me. That is, Moses wrote of me. But if ye believe not his writings, how shall ye believe my words? Again, that's John 5, 46 to 47. And this is part one. We'll probably get into part two a little bit. Uh, because this is the part one is not that long. Over the years, people have taken for granted that Judaism is the religion God gave to Moses. Shocking though it may be, Judaism is not the religion of the Old Testament. 
Isn't it wonderful to hear the truth plainly spoken at least once in a while? Judaism is plain and simply the religion of the Jews, okay? (laughs) A religion made up of their own rules and traditions. Amen. Now here he uses false terminology, although it could be correct because the word Jew in the New Testament comes from the Greek word eudeos, and that simply means a citizen of the country. However, we understand in identity that the Pharisees were mainly of the Edomite race. There are only three or four, at the very most, three or four members of the Sanhedrin who were actually Israelites or Judahites, and Joseph of Arimathea was one of them. There may have been two or three more. But the vast majority were, in fact, Edomites or some type of outsider, even Babylonians. And you have to know the history of the 100 years before Christ and the 100 years after Christ to understand the relationship that Yahshua had to these Edomite Jews. Okay, So there, the word Jew is appropriate because it's not a reference to Judah or the house of Judah. It's a reference to that mixed race a uh, motley crew of people called Judeos, the residents of Judea. Now, the problem that we have is the fact that a lot of Judahites were deceived by the scribes and Pharisees into believing that Yahshua was the phony, right? When it was the, the scribes and Pharisees who are the phonies, as John 5, 46 and 47 prove. But they did not understand that. The vast majority of Israelites in Judea did not understand who Yahshua was. Even though he was fulfilling prophecy after prophecy that pertained to the Messiah. And a very important point is that the even the Judahites, let alone the Edomite Jews thought that the Messiah would be a military commander a la David and would kick the Romans out of Judea. The extent to which these Judahites were deceived by the scribes and Pharisees has to be very great because when Peter told them and recounted the tale of what happened and he said, Ye ye men of Israel... He didn't call them Jews. He called them ye men of Israel. Ye participated in the execution of your Messiah. And it says they were cut to the heart. In other words, they realized what Peter was saying was true. They were tricked by the Jews into assisting in the execution of Christ, if only by mentally approving it, which Paul had done previously when he was holding, he was the hat check boy for the Pharisees. He's falsely accused of actually killing true Judahites. He never did that. He was just the hat check boy. But nevertheless, he had to have a vision given to him by Yahshua to explain to him who he was. So these Judahites in New Testament times had not awakened yet to the fact that he was the Messiah. And it took the writings of the apostles and Paul 
to explain these things to them. And it took well over 100 years for the Judahite Christians to come on the scene and appreciate who was who Messiah was, or that he was, in fact, the Messiah. And even today, since most Judeo-Christians don't understand the difference between a Jew and a Judahite, they still don't understand. They still don't understand. But let's continue. And he says, the Jews of the New Testament, and I think he's talking about the Pharisees, which are the primarily the Edomite Jews of Judea, not of Judah. Joseph of Arimathea was of Judah, but he was not an Edomite. So we always have to make a distinction between Edomite Jews and Israelite Judahites. We always have to make that distinction. And because scholarship refuses to make that distinction for obvious reasons, the flock known as modern Christianity are clueless about what really transpired, who did what, who executed Messiah in the days that he walked the earth. So I think by the word Jews here, he's referencing the scribes and Pharisees, those false priests, had appropriated the name of Moses, and that's correct, appropriate. If they were Judahites, it wouldn't be an appropriation. If they were Edomites, it would be an appropriation. Okay, just as Revelation 2, 9 and 3, 9 clearly state, those who say they are Judah but are not but are the synagogue of Satan. They had rejected the teachings of Moses, pretending to be his followers. Jesus said, For had you believed Moses, you would have believed me, for he wrote of me. But if you believe not his writings, how shall you believe my words? Judaism uses the name of Moses, but they don't practice what Moses was commanded by God. Wow, this is this guy is not identity, but he gets it. He gets it that there's somebody impersonating Judah and by extension impersonating Israel. This is probably the most important understanding that Christian identity has given to the world. People are slowly waking up to this. I I can tell you that more and more pro-identity websites popping up everywhere and in the comments section of just about every Christian website you will see identity opinions being voiced in the the comments section of those websites. So we are having effect on a lot of people. Okay, let's continue. Jesus re-emphasized the message God gave to Moses. Jesus gave the true spiritual intent of the Old Testament and moral intent, especially the moral and the racial intent. Covenant message. He, I come not but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. He never said I came for the whole world or for believers of all races or for some church. He came for the covenant people. Plain and simple. It's right there in the New Testament. Plain and simple. However, if you falsely assume that the Jews were Israelites and you give them credit for being such, 
And that we are Gentiles, those two words that have been inserted into the Bible, have done nothing but cause confusion, and that's by design. He did not nullify the teachings of the Old Testament. Wow. Fantastic. Truth be told, it's wonderful when a a non-identity teacher speaks the truth so plainly. He's going to make mistakes later on. We'll get to those. But it's very good to hear a non-identity preacher explain this and explain it well. He magnified them, namely the teachings, showing the true spiritual and, of course, moral purpose intended. The time has come for the true church of God or the assembly of Israel to realize that Judaism will deceive you. (laughs) Okay. All right. We don't need to hear that. We know that. But there are plenty of our people out there who are, in fact, Israelites who don't know this, and they need to find out about it. Quote, For there shall arise false Christs and his messiahs. How many Jewish messiahs have appeared in history claiming to be the messiah? And none of them were able to walk on water, and they all died, and and eventually their following died out with them and false prophets, and shall show great signs and wonders. Yeah, because they can hire people to fool you. Insomuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. Matthew 24, 24. But that conditional, if it were possible, means that it is not possible that we, the elect, cannot be deceived, and we're, we're holding our ground As the song says, I won't back down. The Jews can say what they want about us. We will not back down. We know the truth. We know they're liars. And they do do not dare confront us out in the open. That's why they must insult us publicly and make our lives miserable, miserable privately. He did not nullify the teachings of the Old Testament. Very important and true statement. Many today want to go back to the teachings of Judaism for their information. Now, again, this is, I think the author is assuming that Judaism is the correct term for the Old Testament religion, and it's not. They are not looking and studying into the Word of God for their true foundation of information. Yeah, they're, they're studying Judaism, not the Bible. It is obvious to most readers of the New Testament that there is a fundamental difference between the teaching of Jesus the Christ and the Judaism of his day. Yes. And that that fundamental difference still obtains today. Yet very, very few people teach this. So it's really refreshing. It's really refreshing to read words like this. Let's continue. Okay, so I lost my place. History has proven, and the Jews admit, that the religion of Judaism has drifted far away from the simple teachings of the Old Testament. It never was the religion of the Old Testament. It has always been the religion of the Pharisees. The Jews have modified God's laws and instituted laws and commandments of their own, 
which in many instances are diametrically opposite to the teachings of God. How often have you heard this on Eurofolk Radio? Because it's true. Quote, Howbeit in vain do they worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. Mark 7, 7. When Christ told them that they were teaching their own doctrine, they wanted to kill him. Christ came to a people who had, through their own human laws and traditions, rejected the religion of the Old Testament. Well, that's sort of true, because the Judahites of this time, this time period, really had not rejected the laws and traditions. They were just fooled about uh, Yahshua being the Messiah. However, I would say it is true that these Judahites were steeped in ritual. They were steeped in ritual. And when they found out that the Messiah had come and that they needed to abandon their sacrificial rituals, they were not interested in doing that. They thought that the the practice of these rituals for 1,500 years elevated them above other people, including the the dispersion, the true diaspora of the ten northern tribes plus the other tribes that joined with them, the true diaspora. And there was, and Paul accuses them of being arrogant and too proud about this and not willing to accept the Israelites of the dispersion who were their kinsmen and were also promised redemption. And it happened at the cross. Paul even had to explain this to Peter, but Peter finally got it. When Christ told them they were teaching their own doctrine, they wanted to kill him. There's at least... I think it's 17 verses in the New Testament which state that the Jews wanted to kill Christ. There's not one verse in the New Testament that says that the Romans wanted to kill Christ. But what do Judeo-Christians believe? They believe that the Romans killed Christ simply because these, (laughs) these utterly deceptive Jews make this claim. And nobody wants to investigate it seriously. Certainly the Judeo churches don't. And if the leaders of the Judeo churches don't, then the following doesn't. So I wouldn't say they rejected the religion of the Old Testament. They just rejected the true Messiah because the Pharisees claimed he was not. And they, they thought that the Pharisees had authority. They did not. Just as Judeo pastors today do not have any authority. Just as Jews today do not have any authority. They have no authority whatsoever. It's all deception. If we are to recognize and understand the plain facts of history, we need to know the events that have led to the apostasy of the Jews, of the Judahites. The Jews can't be accused of apostasy because they never had that belief. They never abandoned the true faith. They never had the true faith. But Christians, Christian Israelites and Christian Judahites of the world today, once upon a time did have the true faith and they have abandoned it. That's called apostasy. Christ came to Judah, not Jews, to reveal to them the gospel 
in New Testament times to complete the promises that God gave to Moses and all Israel. Amen. We can see that the confusion between the word Judah and Jew still has even the best-intentioned commentators totally confused. First heading here, Judaism divided into many sects. Now, this part is actually very good because it recounts the history of Judea at this point in time because too many Christians and even the rank-and-file Jews themselves believe that, well, they were all practicing the Mosaic Law. No, they weren't. Even the Judahites were hypocritical about this. Many have assumed that Judaism in the time of Christ, and assuming that Judaism is the religion of the Old Testament, was a religion united in a common bond, and every Judahite believed the same thing, or every Judean believed the same thing, and were united into one Judahite denomination, or one Jewish, if you want to call it an Edomite Jewish denomination, which, of course, the Pharisees and the Sanhedrin were trying to accomplish being the agents, uh, the how should I put it, the, the the agents of Rome and ruling over the house of Judah and all the people in Jerusalem and Judea thanks to the military occupation by the Romans. They were in a partnership, a league. But the Romans had the military authority, but the Pharisees had the religious authority or pretended to have it, okay? History reveals this to be an error. Judaism was divided, or New Testament religion, which in, at this point in time, Judaism is the correct word because it's the religion of Pharisaism. The, the absolutely, totally correct word would be Pharisaism. Pharisaism was divided into many sects during the time of Jesus. Dr. Hereford, one of the most noted Jewish writers, said, quote, if it were possible to analyze the Judaism of the New Testament period into all its component elements, the results of the process would be to show how complex a variety is summed up under that name and how far from the truth it is to speak of, quote, the Jews collectively as if they were all alike. Many of the Jews were not Israelites or Judaites in respect to their religion, which was not called Judaism. But his book, of course, it's a book by a Jew, so he's going to pretend that Judaism is the religion of the Old Testament. And that book is entitled Judaism in the New Testament Period, pages 41 and 42. The author continues, Judaism then and today is not one unified organization. It still is not today. The Israeli state is falling apart because the Jews are, are hating on each other. They're, they're, they're all in the various, various categories of zealotry, <laughs> of, of false teaching, and hatred of the Goyim. So if you, if you categorize them as which group of Jews hates the Goyim the most, well, they, they would have to come to the Kabad Lubavitchers. They hate us the most. They call us Goyim. They call us Amalek. They call us Edom. Etc. And they clearly state in their sermons that we need to be destroyed. But they know that they're Edom. They know they're Amalek, but they have to put on this front. 
to convince the rank and file Jews that God directs the Jewish people to exterminate us. And so this is what the, the rank and file Jews believe. Not that they read the Bible, <laughs> right? Not that they read the Bible at all. I'm sure Jews read the Bible even less than Christians. He says there were and are, note present tense, many religious sects comprising Judaism. There are many splinter groups which had their own ideas and beliefs. In many ways, Judaism in Christ's time is like our day today. We have many different groups making up the Church of God. And some of the beliefs are so far out, I, I, I can't tolerate it. <laughs> anyway, like, the, like we don't have free will. Some of the different sects will be recognized when reading the New Testament. These sects were the Pharisees, scribes, Sadducees, zealots, and Herodians. Virtually all of these people were led by the Edomite Jews, namely the Pharisees. The Herodians were Edomites also. However, as far as the zealots are concerned, a lot of these people were actually Judahites who were deceived into practicing Pharisaic religion. There were Judahites who did not want to give up the right of circumcision and other, other blood rituals. They did not believe the Messiah had come, so they did not want to give up those rituals. Continuing, there were many more divisions of which there is a good deal of history. Some of these were the Essenes, the Qumran sects, those who wrote the Dead Sea Scrolls, of which so much has been written, and others who are called by contemporary religious historians apocalyptic. Well, the Essenes were certainly apocalyptic. There were other different divisions among the Jews who lived in Egypt, Asia Minor, Mesopotamia, Greece, etc. Now, the vast majority of these quote-unquote Jews were not of the house or tribe of Judah, but are the dispersion of the ten northern tribes with a lot of Judahites and Benjaminites among them. They're the ones who lived in the Greco-Roman world. He continues, there was not one single Jew Jewish sect. Judaism was divided into many different fragments. History has shown us another misunderstood fact. Quote, the Jews as a whole were not interested in religion at this time in history. Certainly not the Edomite Jews. They were only interested in power and pretending they understood the Bible, which they still pretend this today. The records show that less than 5% of the total Judean population of Palestine belonged directly to any of the religious groups mentioned above. Unbelievable as it sounds, over 95% of the population of Palestine were neither Pharisees, scribes, Zealot, Herodian, Essene, Qumran, or Apocalyptic, or Sadducees. The majority of the people in Palestine had no direct membership in religious denominations of Judaism or any other sect. In most cases, people were not particularly religious. Well, they were religious, but they were practicing false religion. These people were referred to by the Pharisees as the Ambaarats, meaning in Hebrew, the people of the land or simply the common people. Dr. Hereford says, quote, It is clear that the Ambaarats, the common people, were not all of one type, either in respect of their religion or socially and economically. Yeah, because you had two main groups. You had the Judahites and the Edomites. 
Just as they included rich and poor, capitalist and laborer, the merchant, the farmer, the artisan, the tax gatherer, publican, and the tradesman, and fisherman. So on the religious side, they included those who were not Pharisees, and those who were paid little and or no heed to religion at all, with every shade of piety and indifference in between. From the same author, page 72, several sources say there were between two and one-half to three million people living in Palestine at the time of Christ. Encyclopedia Biblica, A Social and Religious History of the Jews, Volume 1. Jewish historians have summed up the opinions of the experts on this matter. Dr. J. Klausner, a contemporary Jewish scholar, has studied in particular the records pertaining to the wars between 63 and 37 B.C., and has reached the conclusion that at the end of the Maccabean reign, there lived in all of Palestine approximately 3 million Judahites, because during the Maccabean reign, they were all Judahites. They weren't accepting any proselytes from other races. So 3 million Judahites, not including half a million Samaritans, who were in fact Israelites, but also a mixed, a mixed company in Samaria. Syrophoenicians, Arabs, and Greeks. Yeah, so all these people were living in Judea, the country, but these people were not Judahites. The most prominent sect in Judaism at this time were the Pharisees. Christ had more to say against them than any other group. One of the reasons for this was that the Pharisees were the most influential group and had more members. They also had direct control over the majority of the synagogues and schools, and in this respect had the most popularity among the people. I wouldn't say popularity. I would simply say the people believed that they were the authorities, and they simply did what the Pharisees told them to do without knowing the nuances of the deception. Even though they're they were the most influential and prominent religious group among the Judeans in the time of Christ. Only about 6,000 out of 3 million Judeans were Pharisees. The Judahite historian Josephus, who was for a time a Pharisee, again, this, this generalization is false. He was not a Pharisee. He studied under Gamaliel for a time, but then he rejected Pharisaism and was, in fact, a Mosaist. Informs us of this fact in his, what is in his history, Antiquities of the Judahites. What does this mean? The Pharisees, the major religious sect among the Judeans, represented 0.2% of all the Judeans in Palestine. These facts should be open the eyes of many who have erroneous ideas that most of the Judeans in Christ's time were Pharisees. No, but they were the most powerful, just like here in America today. America is primarily still a white country, yet the Jews have all the power. The modern Pharisees have all the power. How did this come about? Because of bribery, extortion, assassination, and deceit. That's how. They have overlooked Christ's warning not to follow the commandments of men and the traditions of the Jews, the Edomite Jews. Quote, Howbeit in vain do they worship me, 
teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. And he said unto them, Full well ye reject the commandment of God, that ye may keep your own tradition. Mark 7, 7, 9. The warnings are there in the New Testament that Judaism is not the religion of the Bible. The warnings are there. But because our people don't know the correct terminology, they assume that Judaism extended back into the Old Testament. It never did. There was no such religion called Judaism in Old Testament times. That's just the false uses of, of, of terminology. Okay, so let's continue. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. Uh, actually, I scrolled down a little too far. I don't want to miss this here. Okay. And, yes, the other Judean sects within Judea were less significant than the Pharisees. The Sadducees, for example, were a sect that Christ came into contact with frequently, but were less prominent than the Pharisees. The Sadducees had control of the temple at the time of Jesus Christ. According to Antiquities of Judah and the Life and Times of Jesus the Messiah, Volume 1, page 322, who's the author of that? Was Josephus the author of that? Not that I'm aware of. Volume 1, page 322. That must be a collection of articles by Christians. The Sadducees numbered less than 3,000 members. So they were only half as populous as the Pharisees. Now, most of these Sadducees were Judahites, but they were Hellenized Judahites. They were used to doing business with the Greeks, and probably favored the Greeks over the Romans, and, and were not as cooperative with the Romans as the Pharisees were. The Pharisees, since they were primarily Edomites, they didn't care what the people thought of them. They cared about being the go-between, the middlemen, between the Romans and the people. That was the source of their power. And having read the autobiography of Pontius Pilate. Even Pilate said, these Pharisees were actually afraid to go out among the people because they suspected that the people hated them because they were put in power by the Romans. Okay? So the Pharisees were not secure in their position. Not at all. They actually feared the people. And that's when Yahshua came along and said, Well, I am the Son of God, and I am the Messiah of Israel, descended from King David. That's when the Jews, the Edomite Jews, were in sheer terror. That's why they said among themselves, we have to kill this guy before he wakes the Judahites up. Another sect among the Judeans were the Essenes. Josephus informs us that there were only about 4,000. A group known as the Qumran 
were a part of the Essene sect and represented about 4,000 members. The rest of the sects in Palestine were of minor importance. All these figures represent the startling truth. The majority of the Judeans did not belong to a religious sect. Because true Mosaism was suppressed. True Judah was suppressed. Mosaism was suppressed. And you had a bunch of imposters called Pharisees running around pretending to be the followers of Moses when they were nothing of the kind. History has shown that all people were not irreligious. Some did hold the form of religion. Some attended synagogues, assemblies. Because ministers in charge of most synagogues were Pharisees, the ones in Judea, not outside of Judea. The Pharisees did not hold power outside of Judea. And that was only mainly in Jerusalem. It is likely that much of the Pharisaical teaching influenced the people. But most of the people had no desire to practice the strict disciplinary rules of the Pharisees. Nevertheless, some people went to the synagogue to hear the scriptures expounded on the Sabbath. And even Yahshua went to hear the scriptures being expounded on the Sabbath. And (laughs) I bet he was rolling his eyes (laughs) when he heard the Pharisees' version. But, of course, he challenged them on their interpretations. But he didn't have to address them. He never really sought them out. The Pharisees always sought him out because they knew what a threat he was to their power. The common people, so they would surround him and they would have their agents spy on him and write down what he said so that they could accuse him. But he always anticipated their every move and every thought, word, and desire. There was little exchange or exercise of any central religious authority within Judaism at that time, or Pharisaism at that time. Well, no, that's not true. The Pharisees exercised all the authority thanks to the Roman army. The Romans used the Pharisees as tax collectors, which was the role of the Jews and the monarchs of Europe throughout history. These monarchs employed Jews as tax collectors, providing them with a coterie of armed soldiers so that the people being taxed wouldn't kill these Jews. But the Jews have always delighted in collecting taxes from us, even if they had to give a cut to the Davidic throne keepers of Europe with the you know, view in mind that they would, they would eventually overthrow us entirely, which they have done in these latter days. Quote, Phariseeism had no means of compelling those who were not in their fellowship to conform to their requirements. Unquote. Life and Times of Jesus the Messiah, page 137. Quote, it is perfectly clear that the people at large did not share in the punctilious religious life of the Pharisees However much they might admire it. Well, I don't think they admired it. I think most Judahites realized that the Pharisees were in power exclusively because of the Roman army. Josephus tells us that the women of Judah constantly were demonstrating against Herod because they knew he was not a Judahite. In Palestine, as in modern hands, the proportion of those actively engaged in religious service was undoubtedly small. 
unquote. Matthews, History of the New Testament Times in Palestine, page 160. It was over the lives of the pious that the Pharisees saddled a harsh religion of do's and don'ts, all made up and non-Mosaic. Synagogues ruled by the Pharisees were open to all the Judeans, but not many attended. It appears, it's kind of like our churches today. <laughs> our, our Judeo-Christian churches are open to many, but uh, no, nobody's going anymore. Modern Judeo-Christianity has had its heyday, and people are leaving the churches in droves. But the Jews still rule the roost. And our people are not interested in going to synagogues. They would not be allowed in anyway. You would have to uh, prove that you're a Jew to be allowed into a synagogue. Synagogues are not open to the public like like Christian churches are. So it appears that very few Judeans, relatively speaking, attended the synagogues regularly if the size and number of the synagogues which records with which records exist are of any guide. It can be safely said very few common people attended synagogue. There was only one recorded synagogue in the city of Capernaum. And that was built by, not a Gentile, but a, a Benjamite, most likely by a Benjamite. Quote, now when he had ended all his sayings in the audience of the people, he entered into Capernaum. And a certain centurion servant who was dear unto him was sick and ready to die. Well, the vast majority of Romans were actually descended from Zara Judah. They were not Gentiles, they were actually of the tribe of Judah but most of them had forgotten their origins and probably practiced paganism so the gospel was not spread to pagans unless they happened to be Israelites of the dispersion so even though the centurion was a Zara Judahite by race he had it in his heart to accept Yeshua as the Messiah his words rang true, and maybe he was aware of the Messianic prophecies. We're not told that in the scriptures. And a certain centurion servant who was dear unto him was sick and ready to die. And when he heard of Yahshua, he sent unto him the elders of the Judeans, beseeching him that he would come and heal his servant. Now, the elders aren't necessarily the scribes and Pharisees. The elders could also be a reference to Judahites because the fact of the matter is the volunteers doing the temple work and worship were in fact Judahites. The Pharisees did not do this menial labor like cleaning you know, the, the tablecloths and the, and the silverware, etc., etc. The Pharisees were not interested in doing that, nor were the Edomites interested in doing that. That work was done by Judahites, of course. And John the Baptist's father was one of those people, Zacharias. And when they came to Jesus, they besought him instantly, saying that he was worthy for whom he should do this. For he loveth our nation, and he hath built us a synagogue. Yeah, so... He was, it was built by someone of Zara Judah. Could have been a Benjaminite too. Luke 7, 1 through 5. The synagogue of Capernaum held approximately 500 people. 
Josephus, quote, tells us that there were, was no city or village, township in all of Galilee that had less than 15,000 inhabitants. Wars of the Judahites. Josephus was governor of the province of Galilee under the Romans and was well aware of the population, especially since he was responsible for collecting taxes. Most, and he was actually a general in the Roman army for a while. Most cities of Galilee had only one synagogue. If there were about 15,000 population in the city and the synagogue was small, holding 500 less, you can see the majority of the people were not religious. Eldersheim tells us that Nazareth was a religious center and its synagogue was so small that it could barely seat more than 75 people, kind of like our churches today. From the Life and Times of Jesus the Messiah. The religious condition of 2,000 years ago should not be a surprise to any of us. Popular, there was no such thing as Judaism in those days. Popular religion is like popular churchianity. It was, the Judaism of the Pharisees was not even popular, as this author is pointing out. It was not popular. Popular Pharisaism, strike the word popular, Pharisaism, is like popular Christianity today. Just as today, most people are not religious. They just go to church as a social club. Most Christians only attend church one or two times a year. Uh, yeah, Halloween. Halloween and what's that? Uh, what's that secular holiday? St. Valentine's Day. Halloween and St. Valentine's Day. Okay. It's... Most people today aren't interested in real, heartfelt religion as taught by Jesus Christ and his word. I agree with that. Is it so amazing to think that 95% of the Edomite Jews and even the Judahites at the time of Christ were no more religious than the people of today? It is a false idea to think that the religion called Judaism is the religion that God gave to Moses. Thank you much. Thank you much. Let me repeat this statement because this is absolutely true. It is a false idea to think that Judaism is the religion that God gave to Moses. The Jews as a people, he's counting these people as Judah, a tribe of Israel, that Judah as a people, a tribe of Israel, paid no more attention to religion than the people of Britain and America today, modern day Israel. Oh, so he's a British Israelite. Very good. Okay, I didn't catch that when I skimmed through this article earlier. So he is uh, a British Israelite. But British, British Israelites, the vast majority of them, do not understand that the Jews are not Judah and are not one of the tribes of Israel. And finally here, last heading. Both Judaism and Catholicism came out of Babylon. Quote, and he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen, and has become the habitation of devils. And it's not America, folks. A lot of Judeo-Christian pastors accuse America of being the reincarnation of Babylon. No, it's the Jewnited nations and the control the Jews have over the world today. That is Babylon today, not America. And it is the hold of every foul spirit. The degeneracy of Judaism 
should be common knowledge, but it isn't, and a cage of every unclean and hateful bird. For all nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornications up to the present time, and they're still doing it. And the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her. And these kings are Judahites, folks. Many of them are Judahites, and many of them are, you know, sheiks and what have you, leaders of other uh, tribes and religions. And the merchants of the earth are waxed rich through the abundance of her delicacies. That is the commerce of the international bankers. It's not America. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, that ye be not partakers of her sins, and that ye receive not of her plagues. For her sins have reached unto heaven, and God hath remembered her iniquities. Revelation 18, 2, 3, 5. Well, we remember the iniquities of the Jews down through the ages. Okay, so this is published originally from the Good News magazine, December 1960, published by Ambassador College. It's interesting. Where is Ambassador College? Is that in London? We encourage you to read the original article entitled, Is Judaism the Religion of Moses? So we have about seven minutes left. So I'll switch to part two. I was reading from part one. A Brief History of Judaism. Question, was the religious sect of Judaism the religion God gave to Moses? Very good question. Most modern Christians would say yes, but that would be a false answer. At the end of part one, a statement was made that Catholicism and Judaism came out of Babylon. According to the book Spiritual Pilgrimage, now this author is referencing books that I have not researched, so it's th this series of articles here, how many parts are there? There's like at least 12 parts here. He references scholarship that I'm not familiar with, and uh, we should uh, consider some of these books he's mentioning here, like Spiritual Pilgrimage, the Text on Jews and Judaism, 1979 to 1995, compiled by the Anti-Defamation League. Let's see what they have to say. Page 21, that's the, uh, in italics, so it must be a preference, or preface, rather. Oh, it talks about John Paul II's spiritual pilgrimage. In assessing the major events of the year 1986 in the Diocese of Rome, the Pope singled out his visit to, quote, our elder brothers in the faith of Abraham in their Rome synagogue. <laughs> yeah. Uh, here, well, now you have to remember, John Paul II had a Jewish mother. Her surname was Katz, K-A-T-Z. Most Christians, most Catholics don't know this either. As his most significant action of the year, National Catholic News Service, December 31, 1986. Quote, the spiritual bond between the church, that is the Catholic church, and Jewish people, the special relationship, the notion of the quote-unquote spiritual bond linking the church Catholic and the Jewish people, supposedly Abraham's stock, was central to Nostra Aetate, which was actually a communist document. 
It has become a major theme of Pope John Paul II's own reflections on the subject over the years, one which he has consistently tried to probe and refine. Yeah, he must deceive the people that the Jews are Abraham's stock. Certainly 95% of the Khazars are not. And only 5% of uh, Judaism is Sephardic, but the Sephardic Jews are Edomites, not descendants of Abraham. If they had 1% of uh, Abraham's blood in them, even in the days of Christ, I'd be surprised. In his first address to Jewish representative, for example, he interpreted the conciliar phrase as meaning, quote, that our two religions, religious communities, are connected and closely related at the very level of their respective identities, unquote. March 12, 1979. And he spoke of fraternal dialogue between the two and, of course, their various secret societies, <laughs> okay, such as the Freemasons and the Jesuits. Using terms such as fraternal and addressing one another as brothers and sisters, of course, reflect ancient usage within the quote-unquote Christian community. They imply an acknowledgement of a commonality of faith with liturgical implications. It was an ecumenical breakthrough. John Paul II, extension of terminology to the Jews, therefore, is by no means accidental. I totally agree. It was deliberately on purpose, and the Jews compelled him to say those words, whether he wanted to or not. Remember, this is the ADL. This is the ADL commentary on these words. There's no doubt the ADL even wrote the speech <laughs> for John Paul II. Okay. All right, folks. So it's interesting. This gives us a a British-Israel perspective on, on the situation, all of which goes to show that if you don't know that the Jews are not Israelites in any way, shape, or form, and that the word Jew should never be applied to a Judahite or an Israelite, then you're going to continue to be confused. You're going to continue to be practicing false religion, having false hopes of a quote-unquote Jewish Messiah. Yahshua was not a Jew. He was a Judahite. Period. That's the true designation. All right, folks. So thanks for listening. And uh, I'll be back to the Yahweh subject next Saturday. I just want to do more research before I continue that uh, series. It's pr probably going to be three, four, possibly even five episodes on why the Jews deny the name of Yahweh and have encouraged us Christian Israelites to do the same. All right. So thanks for listening. Praise Yahweh. Pass the ammunition. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.
Okay, I'm going to stay on the line because there's people in the chat room of Telegram. And if there's any questions on today's episode, uh, please please feel free to ask. And uh, I see Ricky and Rich and Lily are in the chat room. And I'm, I'm pretty much positive that uh, the people at Eurofolk Radio can... <laughs> yeah, preach it. Oh, okay. Ambassador College, Pasadena, California. Oh, Herbert W. Armstrong. Thank you, Swamp Fox. I should have made the connection. So this person is a, either a follower of Herbert W. Armstrong or Herbert W. Armstrong himself. I'm not sure which. But that just goes to show you how off that the World Church of Christ, I think they call it, uh, Herbert W., how far off Armstrong was, even though he understood that the 10 northern tribes were Caucasian Israelites, he still believed that the Jews <laughs> were Judah. It just goes to show you how wrong it can be. You can be you know, uh, walking on the railroad track to the kingdom, but you step on that electric <laughs> wire and you get electrocuted and you have no idea what you're talking about because you're confusing two different groups of people and calling them by the same name. Okay. So, by the way, uh, I see uh, Ricky is uh, listening. I wanted to test my sound uh, to see if my my sound is still bouncing back to people. Or Lily, if, you, if you're there in the chat room and can hear me, Paul English and I went over my my entire sound spectrum this morning to try to figure out why we're getting this bounce back. And uh, so, if somebody there at the uh, in the chat room can unmute themselves, or here, I'll just try, I'll just try unmuting Ricky Cox. Okay. Oh, he will. Oh, okay. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I just want to... Uh, not me. Are you? That's the question. Because people were complaining. It was? Okay. Okay, so that didn't solve it. So, and uh, but uh, is it when you talk, you, you get your voice bouncing back at you? I see. I see. Okay. All right, so we, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I can't always tell, you know, when some. Okay, so Ricky has unmuted himself, so I will, mute, I will mute myself, so Ricky, you can talk. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, Ricky. Yeah, yeah. Ricky has unmuted himself, so go ahead, Ricky. Okay, that's that's good. Okay. Oh, yeah. 
That's right. They knew who he was, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No doubt about that whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah, okay, I'll, I'll leave myself live. Are you now getting bounce back on your end? Because it may not be true for everybody. Okay. Could be. Could be. Could be that's what it is, right? Are you wearing a headset? Okay. Yeah, yeah, because I'd really like to solve this problem so that, you know, we can have conversations on Telegram. It's really important. Yeah, and so that parable of the uh, householders, uh, said, let's kill him. <laughs> they knew who he was, and that's evident throughout the entire scriptures, right? And I forget... That's right. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. And uh, I think I mentioned earlier, I don't know if you heard it, that uh, there's at least 17 verses in the New Testament that say the Jews wanted to kill Christ. And there's zero verses that say the Romans wanted to kill Christ. And Pontius Pilate was dead set against it himself. Right. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But when they said, we're going to complain to Caesar and have you removed, right? So then he knew that they had him because they were the middlemen for the Roman Empire in Judea. And any flow or suspension of flow of revenue from Judea would upset Caesar tremendously, right? And Pontius Pilate didn't want to be accused of that, right? So, yeah, the power of these Pharisees in Judea was very powerful because they had Roman army backing them up with virtually everything they did, except they did not have the power to execute somebody. They could get away with virtually everything else. And they would execute people when the Romans had their backs turned, (laughs) right? And the Romans didn't know about it. That's the kind of power they had. So the, the fact that the Judeo churches do not understand the true history of this period between 100 BC and about 130 AD. They simply do not understand what was going on in these times. And they simply assume, for example, that Herod was a Judite, which we know he was not. He was an Edomite. And he was working for the Romans. There's no no mystery there. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Yep, 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 that was Herod, and Herod was not a Judahite or an Israelite. He was an Edomite, as Josephus clearly attests throughout the writings, that he relates the entire history of Herod's life 
many, many chapters devoted to that. And, uh, you know, uh, he says very plainly that Herod was an Edomite and so was his father Antipater. And more, even more importantly, for Jews, for Jewish religion, he says that Herod's mother was an Edomite woman. <laughs> okay, so according to Jewish law, he was a, an Edomite Jew, not a Judahite. Okay, but these, yeah. That's right. 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 Yeah. Isaac, yeah. Jacob. Yeah. That's right. good that's right yeah that's right yeah hey yeah I've got a flamethrower <laughs> right I'm, I'm itching to use it itching to use it all right <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Okay, yeah, the sword of the Lord, a flaming fire coming, the sword of the Lord. You know, it's also, uh, I forget which passage, there's probably a few, talking about the, the, the preaching of the pastors in the end times will contribute to, to this the destruction of Edom. Okay, so we're ready. We're ready, you know, and the world is slowly waking up. I mean, the mere fact that the Judeo churches are f literally falling apart and losing members like crazy. Uh, for example, the Catholic Church probably has very, very few white uh, adherents anymore. It's all Mexicans and what, what have you. 
and uh, Filipinos, okay? So th there's no power in the, anymore in the Catholic Church. It's over. Judaism is really the only power, secular power in the world. The only one. And they, because they pull the, per, what's that the old saying? He who, pay, he who pays the piper calls the tune, <laughs> right? And, or, or as, what's his name? Uh, the, the Englishman said it. The, uh, the politicians are controlled by gold, you know. The uh, the p people are controlled by the co politicians, and the Jew owns the gold. Very very well said. Yeah, okay, <laughs> all right. That's that's our situation. Okay, all right. Very good. Uh, thanks for your contribution, Ricky. And uh, you know uh, we'll be talking again tomorrow. You know on uh, on on the Skype call if you can make it. Okay, and then uh, so so very good. All right. All right. Thanks to Lily for, for setting all this up. And I'm assuming right now that there isn't all that much feedback happening. Correct? Okay. Yeah. So it may just. No. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah, that tends to happen a lot you know, with the sound system that I have. So, yeah, so that's good. In the future, we'll just you know, wait for it to go away. <laughs> All right, okay. Okay, thanks, Lily. Yes, Ricky. All right, okay, take care, everybody. Yahweh bless. Bye-bye. You too.